Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. This week, Guy and Gary are joined by recruitment expert John Wakeford, HW Global Partner, and I'm going to hand over to Gary, who's going to offer an introduction and get things going for today. Gary, over to you. Thanks, Georgia. And welcome, John, our first guest on EHE's podcast. John, you're the founder of HW Global. It's probably worth just sharing a quick sort of one or two minutes on how how we know each other, really. Your company, HW Global, specializes in recruitment, headhunting, and helping entrepreneurs particularly find the right team so they can grow fast. I founded my business with my business partner, Raven Hitchener, just over 15 years ago. And I already knew Gary from... Um, my previous corporate headhunting firm, where we were trying to work together. And fortuitously, as, as I set my own firm up, we realized that we were well set to work together in, in a more entrepreneurial environment. So Gary was, in fact, my first ever client from, from 15 years ago. And we did, uh, I think, four, four appointments together. So that was, that was great fun and great to get my business going. Are we allowed to say who you were working for? Feel free. Feel free. Was it? It was Whitehead Man, wasn't it? I think it was Whitehead yeah, Man. Yeah, it was and, with Whitehead. and you were you were leaving, and, and obviously, often with these things, you were you were clearly our man. So we, well, I think we held off for about a month or two until you'd worked your notice and uh, and teamed up again, and you helped me set up the management team for for Forest Holidays, actually, which was really useful. I said yes, and then obviously we we kept working together from there on in, going back fifteen years. Yes. Yes. Okay, so in terms of entrepreneurs listening, you know, what, what sort of, you know, you, you've been working in this industry for probably 20, 30 years. You must have come up with some common ground that entrepreneurs, either mistakes they make or, or things that they should consider in your experience and they don't. What, what sort of, what's your top three, really? And then we can, we can perhaps talk around those and get guys' uh, input. Yeah, I think, you know, with entrepreneurs, Clearly, the, the common theme for me tends to be that they're fairly single-minded, fairly driven, and have a very clear view of where they want to take their business. You know, and often what, what they think they want in terms of appointing a new executive maybe isn't what they exactly need. And to, to clarify that, the business is often growing exponentially. So sometimes they think they need uh, an executive for today when actually they need somebody who's going to have the bandwidth to grow. So I think it's important to plan where the business is going and hire to somebody who can fit with your growth plans rather than just for today. What you're saying, which I'm sure Guy and I can identify with, is that it's very much an emergency, quick, I need somebody, rather than a bit of a deliberate strategy. Often, and that often prepares you to fail rather than succeed. So, you know, for example, I was working with a client last week who was looking for a CFO, you know, and at one level, it was get me somebody who can do the job today for 100K. But actually, they had somebody at 150K because they had all of the contact and obviously experience of exits as well. So on reflection, it was better to hire somebody who had that growth potential to stay with the business suit or exit rather than have to change in a year or two's time. It's quite common for entrepreneurs to try and do it on the cheap rather than... Uh... <laughs> because of cash flow, really, they're the, they're the main constraints. Would you say that was quite common? Yeah, but I think sometimes it's, it, it, it's a little bit short-sighted because people try and appoint to a budget. But when you talk, for example, with cash flow, 
if you hire somebody with the right connections, they can they can raise funding, they can raise cash flow. So whilst you might pay a little bit more for the salary, you'll probably get more value back. And I think I try and advise entrepreneurs to look at the value and give them a comparison rather than just look at the headline costs because you, you always get what you pay for. I think I'd agree with that. Would you, Guy? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. You know, it, it kind of goes back to some of the conversations we've had on, on previous podcasts, Gary, where, you know, an entrepreneur uh, can't be a master of, of everything. And one of the key things that they have to do are find the who's. And actually, the first who they need to find is someone to find the who's. Um, yes. and, and that's John. And it's someone with a, a huge kind of Rolodex, many years, you know, in, in doing what they're doing, who, as he's pointed out, actually, he almost pe- performs a little bit of a non-exec type role, uh, but on the recruitment side for the entrepreneur, where, you know, the entrepreneur may well not have done this kind of thing before uh, and, and makes all the classic mistakes. I know I've made exactly this mistake where you hire for the here and now and not for what you really need in six months or even 12 months and you know where the business is going and just looking ahead a little bit more than perhaps you know we, we entrepreneurs tend to be quite reactive i think yes a who I'm, like john finding the who's for the entrepreneur incredibly useful i wish i'd met john years ago i i agree and i think it's often you know it's either on the cheap or do it yourself often entrepreneurs try and do it themselves and i think john it's probably worth just sharing your thoughts on entrepreneurs doing it themselves versus hiring you now they'll see you as a cost rather than the investment have you got any experiences of that i bet you have yeah absolutely because i think i think entrepreneurs tend to think they can do most things and you know i mean i'm an entrepreneur myself i have my own business and i'm a qualified accountant but i've never done my own accounts because there's people who are better at than me i think you definitely need, need to focus on what you're great at as, as, as guy said but yeah i think the problem is you know I spend 24 hours a day looking for great people and I've done it for 25 years. So if it was easy, everybody would, would do it themselves. I think the, the challenge is it's very easy to find the best person who's looking, but the best person who's looking might be the best of the rest rather than the best of the best. You know, if you take a bit of time and go out there and find the best person, you will, you will always get a better appointment than somebody who just happens to be available because there's a reason. Yeah, and they're often those people, the really good ones, aren't looking. You go knock on the door. 100%. You know, and the other thing is, if if a business knocks on someone's door, they're only knocking on the door because they want you to work for them. Whereas if I knock on the door, I want what's best for the business and I want what's best for the candidate. You know, and I'm quite relaxed if I speak to 100 people and we find two or three who are great for this business. The other 97, I'll do something else with that suit then. And quite often, I'll, I'll have a search for an appointment and then a month or two later, I'll place somebody I spoke to about that appointment because the right thing will come along for them. And that impartiality and objectivity is important. You know, I mean, I get involved in negotiating not just salaries, but kind of equity as well, you know, because entrepreneurs often, I mean, frankly, some entrepreneurs want to give 10 or 15% away. And I'll say, look, guys, you know, normal's one. So it's very easy to give it away rather than sort of incentivize. So you're, you're brokering, really. Do you find that the sort of the really good executives that, you know, are key, the CEO, the FD, you know, I would imagine they demand the equity, a stake in the business because of how good they are and the contribution they bring? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's it's not often from a position of greed. It's just from a position of, of, of sort of fairness. You know, if you're 
going to commit to something from sort of inception to exit, then, you know, fundamentally you need to tie in and be tied in so that fundamentally you're making decisions from the perspective of shareholder value rather than sort of greed. It, it, it's always to make sure everybody's on the same page, working to the same goals. You know, if the chief executive's got 3% in a P deal and the CFO's got 1.5%, well, that's, that's fair and equitable. Agreed. Any thoughts, Guy, in terms of equity and execs? I'm sure you've come across this. Yeah, I have. And, you know, actually, John's played the role that my non-exec played. So, you know, as Kate began to grow and I was hiring a, a team around me with their own unique abilities that would take stuff off my plate that I wasn't very good at and didn't really want to do, you know, I was becoming a little bit free and easy with the with the equity. And Ian took me to one side and and, and just did what John has just described, which was, you know, just say, look, you know, you, you've worked 10 years for this so far. Don't give this stuff away too easily. Certainly, you know, you, there's a balance, right? There's a balance between being overly generous and rewarding people for, for the work that they're doing and and also making sure that you get correctly re- rewarded at the end of it. And I think part of a non-exec role or the role that John has played in, in on these occasions is to help the entrepreneur understand that. Because the, the other thing, if you start giving too much equity away, if you start to want to raise money, it becomes more problematical, more difficult as well. There's, there's got to be something in it for everybody, and it's finding the finding the balance. Is there anything else, John, that you sort of you see common stakes or challenges with entrepreneurs growing their business in terms of recruitment? Yeah, it's quite common that people become a little bit obsessive about sort of sector experience, you know, rather than focusing on, focusing on people's skills and values. So I think it's far better to get somebody who's a cultural fit and is going to fit with the management team, you know, rather than somebody who absolutely must come from exactly the same sector, because I think some skills are relatively transferable in entrepreneurial businesses. It's funny you should say that, John. We're, you know, uh, one of the um, businesses that I'm developing at the moment is an online legal document platform company, and I'm working with a my business partner runs already uh, already runs a law firm, and you know, obviously that's full of people that have worked in sort of legal sector all, all their lives. And actually, the COO we've just taken on is non-legal, which you would potentially question to begin with, or maybe it wouldn't be your natural instinct. But actually, that person brings such a different perspective to things and still has all the experience they need to to do the job and and learn very quickly about the 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 you know the domain. So I think it, it can be actually a positive thing by not hiring somebody from a sector. Again, you need that kind of balance, I think. Yeah. And one of my biggest clients is a entrepreneurial national law firm. And we've just hired a uh, COO with a focus on transformation. And they exclusively look at retail financial services because, of course, if you look at big banks and loans and credit cards, they're already completely uh, omni-channel and very tech-enabled and customer service and regulations key. So that was the ideal place to look rather than within the legal sector. I think they're, they're good. I think the cultural fit's a good one. Have you got any – I can remember we – you know, with various businesses, look at cultural fit. We used to call it the beer test. Would you go out for a beer with this person? We often did and have a meal and just in an evening to sort of check that cultural balance and fit with with probably the last one or two candidates. But is that sort of normal, John, or is there other ways of testing that 
Yeah, no, I think it's quite normal. And again, you know, I'm bound to say this, but I think fundamentally that's what you should be getting from your headhunter. I mean, I think the headhunter should put a short list of four or five candidates who should all be able to do the job, otherwise it shouldn't be on the list. But, you know, fundamentally, you know, and I go back to the, the client I was working with last week, you know, our guy's point, he does very much treat me like a non-exec. And he was like, well, which of the two do you think fits best? And I said, well, if I was a shareholder in your business, I'd be going with a more experienced guy because I think he's more suited to exit. And they did the final two interviews over lunch with all of the team there. And it was quite informal. And uh, the guy they appointed actually came through particularly well in that relaxed team environment. So I think that's a really good way to, to kind of confirm a decision. I think you've uh, still retained your Newcastle accent, John. Well, I yes, don't well, notice, Gary. What, what made you say that? <laughs> I just know he's a Newcastle fan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I am for now. I'm looking forward to something else next year. So is it, <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is it Steve Bruce in or Steve Bruce out? Big question. Given that the alternative will be joking the Ireland Pardew, I think I'll take the fifth on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. <laughs> John, can I, I think that's really valuable. I'm sure the entrepreneurs listening will be, you know, there's some good nuggets in there. I think the one that I particularly like, I'm, I'm going to credit you with this quote, is you know, if you do it yourself uh, and you put the advert out there for somebody, you often get this is quote from John Wakeford of HW Global. You do it yourself, you get the best of the bad that are looking rather than the best of the best that aren't. I think that's a really good quote. I think that's really quite special. So, do you know, I think that's a, it's a, it's a really good point that, you know, certainly when I've hired people, I've never once looked at people who were in, and in fact, I tell a lie, I've done it once, once that I recall throughout my career where I've looked at somebody who was already in a job and I've approached them while they've been in a job. John's right, you know, the, your natural instinct is to go for people out of a job, not least because you don't want to have to have, to have that awkward conversation yeah. Yeah, with, with the company who yeah. you want to take them off and you know, the situation I found myself in was we we, we had a, a company that we did a bit of business with, actually. The person from that company approached me and it was like, you know, what, what do I do there? And, you know, someone like John would have come in really handy at that point, I think. Probably I wouldn't have been in that position, uh, I think, if John had, had, had been there. But, you know, I really had then had to, because we did some business with this company, it was incumbent on me to go and speak to this company and say, look, hey, this has happened. This is what we're thinking of doing. I just wanted to make you aware of it and do the right thing, really. And and, and in fairness to them, they, they took that gesture in the right way and actually came and worked for us in the end. Pleasure of talking to not just the person who gets the job, but then letting the nine or ten people down who don't get the job. So it's quite nice that you can pass that bit off to me as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> John, what's the sort of, just to give uh, the listeners, if they're not uh, experienced with a headhunter, or what's the sort of range of, of price and investment they need to make to find that best of the best? Is there a sort of a, a just an indicator in the market rather than, you know? What, in terms of the kind of salary range? No, sorry, the fees that, you know, a headhunting firm such as yours would charge the entrepreneur to find that best of the best person, really. I think is important, but just yeah, give us a- yeah. I mean, I think in sort of medium-sized entrepreneurial businesses, you're typically looking at a, at a fee of something from between sort of thirty and fifty, sixty k. I think that would be the kind of right level for the sort of medium-sized entrepreneurial businesses we'd be talking about. So my my mind goes to forty then, forty-ish <laughs> for to find a top-level sort of 
exec. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be fair enough in a in a, in a medium sized entrepreneurial business. That's not a sort of forty three fifty PLC. Clearly, be a tier above that. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's useful because they need to factor that into some of their numbers and thinking because you know you wouldn't be recruiting an executive unless they're critical to the business. So you want to get that best of the best. So thanks, John. Very useful. No, thank you. And obviously good to uh, have a chance to discuss those themes and uh, happy to help if anybody wants any further input. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you all for another great episode. (laughs) And John, we'll put your details on the episode description. So when you're, as you're tuning in, uh, wherever you get your podcast, check out the episode description. You can reach out to John for more information. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital for further insights and to join the EHE community.